With Halloween just around the corner, my family has plenty of tricks and treats planned. But thanks to Pampers, one thing I have never been afraid of is a leaky diaper. Fear no leaks with new and improved Pampers Swaddlers, now featuring a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. We've always looked forward to getting the girls dressed up for Halloween when they were babies. And with Pampers, we knew that in addition to being absolutely adorable in their costumes, they would be dry, clean, and comfortable. With Swaddlers, you can rest assured that you have superior leak protection while keeping baby skin healthy. Pampers Breathe-Free Liner wicks away wetness, allowing baby skin to breathe, while the lock-away channels help keep baby skin dry and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Pamper Swaddlers are available in sizes newborn to size 8 and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Latina to Latina. On this podcast, I talk with Latinas about how they got to be so amazing. Whether you grew up watching her on Univision's Sabado Gigante, know her from her recent fame on Love and Hip Hop Miami, or have her songs on your phone on repeat, you know Amara La Negra. We sat down in Miami to talk about all the ways she's complicating the narrative. Amara, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. When did you realize you had star power? This is going to sound a little corny somewhat, but okay, that's who I am. So I was born being a star. I was just naturally very, como dicen, simpatica, very charismatic. I was never really shy to showcase my artistry. So, you know, I think that some people are just born with it and some others develop it. I was born knowing that I was born to be great. So now that you're in the moment, does it even feel that strange to you? No. No, 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 it doesn't. Only because I've been working. See, like for those that are just getting to know me, um, you're a lot of them are just getting to know me through Love and Hip Hop. Um, but before Love and Hip Hop, I already had a big, a huge fan base in the Latin community, um, mainly in the Caribbean, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. But before even that, I started when I was four years old, preparing myself for this day. So it wasn't something like, oh, you know, this is new to me. No, I work knowing where I wanted to be. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. Who would you say discovered you? My mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom was really the one who discovered me. I would put all my teddy bears in the couch and I would sing to them and I would perform for them. And I would go to the supermarket and anybody that wanted to see me perform, those long hallways in the supermarket was like my runway show. And I was always very, very talented. So my mom was really the one who saw it. She saw her friends commenting to her like, pero por qué no la llevas a Sábado Gigante? Why don't you take her to this really big TV show called Sábado Gigante that was really big in the Latin community with Don Francisco? 
you have so many stories about having your difference pointed out to you. So, like, I've right. heard you talk about being at Salo Gigante and the hair person doing your hair and being like, I don't have time to deal with this. Right. And y- your mom gave you a look to be like, this is just the beginning. Like, right. Of those moments, and I'm sure there are many, is there one that sticks out the most to you? I mean, I've had many. I've had many. That was definitely, I, and I'm glad that you did your research. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. Journalist. <laughs> I like that, girl. And a fan. Oh, oh, I appreciate that. But yeah, that was one of those moments because it was at a very early stage. But I also recall one. I went to do an audition for a soap opera in a major network. And I'm like ready. I'm prepared. I have my script. I'm like, I'm going to go in there and kill it. And then the moment I walked in, they let me do my audition, but they did recognize me. They're like, oh, my God, you're a model, whatever. And they were like, well, you did a great job, but most likely, you know, you won't get this job. And I'm like, why? She's like, well, because you're not really what we're looking for. And I'm like, well, what are you looking for? She's like, we're looking for more for like a Latina. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, I'm Latina. So what do you mean? She's like, I know, I know, but you really don't have that look like that prototype that we're looking for. Like, if we do something of, like, in the Bahamas or in the Caribbean or, I don't know, something that's more your line will let you know. But the fact that my look isn't Latina enough, I got that a lot all the time. And that's really something that I fight towards to because I want to be able to give other people like myself the op- to feel as if they have an opportunity based off their talent their education not based off their looks like if you're looking for a Latina Latinas come in all different shades colors and everything you know I have aunts that are blonde haired and have light eyes my father is way darker than I am so we come in so many different shades that it's it just really sucks that it's 2018 and we still have those prototypes of what a Latina should look like I mean, you're sitting across from me and I'm basically translucent. See? And where are you from? And not really, Cuba, but Cuba. you're Cuban. My father's Cuban. Y mira, in Cuba, ¿cuánto negro no hay? Many. In Cuba, there's so many black people yeah. and everything. But for the most part, and I know it's really sucky, and I know that it sounds like a tape recorder, and I know that people are tired of hearing me talk about it, but I'm sorry. If you're tired, cover your ears, because I'm not going to stop talking about it till I see a difference, till I see something change. And I haven't seen it. Are you clear on what the change is that you want to see? Of course. Well, I mainly mainly because I come from the entertainment industry, that's really my biggest fight. The changes I would like to see is I would like to see la protagonista, the main character of a novela, to be black. Or maybe not even if she's black. I want the main character of the soap opera to fall in love with a woman like myself. I want to see people that look like myself on the covers of magazines on a positive light. I want to see people that look like myself in commercials and in many other things. I just feel that there isn't enough representation of the true diversity of Latinos. You've made colorism and racism a big part of your public platform. Yes. And with that comes a, uh, an expectation that you will be a role model. Do you embrace that? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, what happened was that <laughs> I was just being myself, you know. Um, I didn't do it thinking I'm going to be a role model. I just did it because I, I stand for injustice. Even if I were to see, and not even about color per se, but if I if I see somebody being unfair to someone, I'm that person that's going to be like, hey, you, you know, I don't, I, I'm not good at just standing there and looking at stuff. So. But does that then mean that you get held to a different standard? 
the problem about being called a role model is is what you said. People expect these really high ex- expectations of what you should be that I'm not, you know, and I don't want to be that. I just want to be myself. And it just so happens to be that if standing up for what's right makes me a role model or makes me an activist to a certain extent, then that's what I am. But I never did it with those, you know, with those thoughts. So I am grateful. I am honored for people to see me like a role model. But that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, especially because you're still young. You're still figuring a lot of this out. Yeah, and I like to, I'm young. You know, I make mistakes. I like to twerk. I drink. I have fun. You know what I mean? And sometimes when you do those things, people are like, oh, my God, you're such a bad role model for the children. I'm like, well, you know, okay. You got a lot of blowback on social media over that (laughs) post of you cleaning someone's shower. Yes, I do remember. And it's well, let's just talk about why it was controversial. It's because it said something yeah, about a, backstory, a yeah. man's character. Is a man's refle- house. A man's house is a reflection. Of the woman he's with. Right. Yes. I got a lot of back backlash from it. And I'm not going to take it back tampoco. If you, here's the thing. Whoever feels some type of way, guess what? It's your feelings, not mine. Because I feel lovely. If you got upset, ma, that's on you. Um, <laughs> well, I think people felt that it was anti-feminist. Yeah, and all the feminists came and, and ate my ass up, and that's fine. You know, we're all not meant to agree. Some are going to agree, disagree. And at the moment, I will stand by it. I come from a very somewhat, you know, cultural, home setting. My mom was raised that way. You know, you have to clean and cook and do this and do that, and you work, and you have to take care of the kids, and you do this. So I was raised with that mentality. It's not just about being pretty. And I'm and I said it and I'll still remain to it because I feel that the youth, my generation, has kind of lost a little bit of those things that maybe our parents, our grandparents came with. Like a lot of these girls don't feel the necess- the need to clean or cook or even be educated. As long as they're pretty, they have a big ass, nice tits and a Gucci bag, then you're set. And I'm like, okay, so if I say that I'm going to clean does that or cook, does that mean that I'm bowing down to a man? No, it doesn't. And all I'm saying is you should be able to be a, a rounded woman, be able to do everything. And if you're with a man and... Something needs to be clean or done. I don't see an issue in doing it. Do you think that there should be an expectation that men be well-rounded men? Of course, of course. My man needs to know how to clean, cook, change tires, change diapers. Toda la vaina. You need to come ready. And if you don't know, be willing and open-minded to learn. It goes both ways. Do you consider yourself a feminist? What exactly is a feminist? You have to break it down just in case that... I would break it down the way that... Because everybody has a different... Well, do you know um, on Beyonce's track, Flawless, how she has Chimamanda Mm -hmm. Ngozi Adichie? Mm -hmm. I would break it down the way that she breaks it down. Which would be? Equal rights, equal responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean. What's your reservation? That's my question. Does that make it a feminist that is equal? Because I almost feel like feminists are more like. Um, I'm liberal. I don't need a man. I don't need this. I'm, you know, know. girl power. It's just us. And if it's that constant, that's what I'm saying. You have to break it down because everybody has a different perspective of what a feminist is. I would say that's a stereotype of a feminist. Right? No, I would say equality is really what I fight for at the end of the day in general. I may have been raised differently. I may have been raised with more of a old school Dominican Caribbean mentality where the woman takes care of a man and I don't see anything wrong with that everybody has a different way of working and whatever works for you amen 
When my babies were going through their exploration stage, I had so much to worry about. Falling over, bumping heads, what did she just put in her mouth? The list was endless. But when they were in pamper swaddlers, I knew I never had to worry about a leaky diaper. Swaddlers are great for both baby and mommy. They keep your baby's skin healthy and dry with Pampers Breathe-Free Liner, which wicks away wetness, allowing your baby's skin to breathe. Swaddlers have always given me peace of mind knowing that diaper rash and leaky diapers were not in our future. There's also the blow-up barrier at the back waist to help prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blow-ups. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic and free of parabens and latex. Your baby deserves that. And they're available in a wide range of sizes from newborn to size 8. And now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. Having a diaper you can depend on is important. And it's why I have always loved Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diapers and wipes purchase. Not to mention, get great parenting content with Pampers Club. Hey, Red, what are you up to? Just making sure all the M&M's gifts are wrapped and the balls filled. Remember that one holiday party when we had no M&M's? Oh, boy, I still have nightmares. The cookies? Yeah, you used all the M&M's candies that were meant to decorate the party treats to decorate snowmen. You did it again, didn't you? <laughs> they do look cute, though. Bringing cheer. M&M's for all fun kind. Hi, Latina to Latina listeners. It's Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast. And if you love Latina to Latina, then we know that you're going to love Tamarindo Podcast. And if you're in the L.A. area and can't make it to the Latina to Latina live event, we'd like to invite you to our event on March 28th at 6.30 p.m. We're hosting Amigas Blossoming, a night of celebrating and cultivating blossoming friendships. This will be in Highland Park, and all the details to RSVP for free are at tamarindopodcast.com forward slash events. You're a huge star now. There's a part of me that wonders why you're still doing reality TV. I'm me. How you you want to pay my bills? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Realistically, um, I did the first season because I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to showcase my artistry and who I was as a person. So I did it and it turned out to be fantastic for me people fell in love with who i who i am as a person most importantly then obviously through my music and then it also allowed me to use a platform to discuss what everybody already knows the afro-latino community racial colorism issues great you know i wasn't really sure about doing the second season there that i know because i really wanted to focus in my music and my career all the amazing things that i'm doing but you know i said maybe let's just try one more time and who knows maybe I don't know if this will be my last or I'll continue. I don't know where life is going to take me. But it's, it was a really hard decision to stay. Because you've got an EP you're working on. I'm working on my EP. It's called Unstoppable. Um, we're going to be uh, launching it in February. Next week, I'll be going to the screening of my first movie, Fall Girls, which I'm really excited about. You know, first time first time as an official actress and then on top of that the lead so that was really huge for me and then there's another movie that I'll be filming in February and that one's called Man Issues and I am an executive producer of that movie so I'm very very excited something else to add to my resume (laughs) but also I think you see that more and more that Hollywood starlets are starting to understand that there's so much power in the writing and the producing and the directing right 
I mean, I'm sure that a lot of them have been have wanted to do it. It's just that maybe time or maybe I don't know. But I definitely am a very hands on type of person. I like to be involved in everything. What presence does music have in your life? Like, what do you listen to just in your day? Um, I listen to a lot of Brazilian funk. I listen to a lot of Afrobeat. I listen to a lot of uh, Cuban music. Um, I listen to soca, dancehall, calypso. I listen to I listen to a lot of music that is not necessarily the music that you hear on radio. I like to listen to different drum patterns that I can take from and different strings from a different country. And I don't know, let's listen to some Japanese music. I like those strings, but the Afrobeat from Nigeria has these amazing drum patterns. Let's try to mix this together. And los tambores from una rumba or something. You know, that's the fun part about doing music, being able to play with sounds. Right. And then at the same time, I wonder how you grab from all of those things and still create a sound that's consistent. The thing is that now that I'm, um, I got signed to a label, I got signed to BMG and Fast Life, you know, now I don't necessarily get to pick all the things that I want to do in the order that I want to do them, but I still remain true to myself, which is to still maintain a Caribbean undertone to all my music, still digestible to the American ear, but I never want to lose my essence of being Latina. <laughs> Some of your music videos have a very fun Miami vibe. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, we have Pitbull, Mr. 305. I mean, how much of your persona is rapping Miami? Nina, everything. (laughs) Hey, Hialeah all day. I was born in Hialeah, somewhat raised in Brown Sub, Brownsville, for those that know Miami. Now I currently live in Miami Gardens. At some point, I lived in Homestead. I mean, I live, I've live. i been all around, and um, Miami is home. Mira, I've traveled all around the world, and there's so many amazing, beautiful places, pero nothing like Miami to me. It's like an Americanized island that has so many different... I just like that we're so versatile. You have Colombians, Cubans, Venezuelans. You have so much diversity here. We're a very colorful city, and you don't really get to appreciate that as much till you start traveling. No, living here is completely different than than just visiting, but our industries are not here. They're not. not. Here is just good for media for the most part. So do you just live on a plane? Basically... Basically, I mean, I'm here. I just got here yesterday and then I'll be here for like three days because I'll be in the studio working with Rico Love. But then I'll be gone for like the next two weeks. But at the same time, it's such an honor. It's a blessing. I am grateful for it. But sometimes I just want to, you know, just be normal and like not care and be in chancletas all day. And like, you know what I mean? No makeup. Like Every time you go out, it's a production because you never know who's going to look at you. You know, it's like a whole thing. You seem very good at saying yes. What do you say no to? I need to learn how to say no. I don't know how to say no, especially if people look at me with that face. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm not good at saying no. And, and and also, especially when it comes to my career, I want to do so many things that I fear. I always say that I fear time. I feel like I'm not going to have enough time to do all the things that I want to do. So I just say yes and wear myself out. But when I do finally fall, I'm gone. Yeah. It's a lot of work and I'm just starting, but I'm so ambitious and I'm so hungry for it. Like I've worked my whole life. 
I don't know how to swim. I don't know how to skate. I don't know how to ride a bike. I don't I don't know how to do none of the things that kids learn how to do because I was too busy doing beauty pageants, singing classes, acting classes, modeling, this, that. All those things to get to where I want to be now. Even if I'm tired, even if, yeah, I don't go out. I don't go to the movies. I don't go to the mall. I don't do none of those things. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't really have friends like that. I get it. But this is my moment. So, okay, you know, eventually I'll have those things, but I can't miss this opportunity. When you are always on a plane and always working, I mean, how do you date? So there's this boy right, and I really think he's cute. Okay, go on. And like, oh my god, like it's really hard because I can't see him or nothing. I know, so we just text, we text, and like we DM, and sometimes we FaceTime. But he's so cute. How did you find him? By the way, something that people don't know is that I'm very shy. People would never guess that. But in my personal life, I'm like, I've gone straight to like kindergarten. Like, I would be the one to like punch the kid and then run away. Um, <laughs> how did I find him? He found me. And um, he found me. I, I can't give you all those details because I don't know where this is going. I don't know where this is going. But I just think he's really cute. Because people your age date on social media apps. Like, you can't do that. No, I mean, I've let me tell you the way that my DMs is set up, mommy. All the guys <laughs> you can think of have hit me up, but then here's where my corny, you know, mom comes in. No le puedes dar el así nada más. You gotta wait this and that. And I really believe in marriage before having children and and all those concepts that I feel like we've kind of missed out or don't really have like that anymore. So. I don't just like to date to like, oh, let's just have a good time. No, I don't want to have a good time. I want you to want all of this and claim me. I don't want to jump from here to there. I like consistency because my life is so inconsistent. If I have a certain amount of people that I know that are always going to be there, I feel at peace. But I don't like to jump around. So it's kind of hard to date. But hopefully, you know, before I'm 30, I'll find somebody. Oh, my God. Give yourself time. You got time. Yeah, my ovaries. You've t- <laughs> <laughs> you've talked a lot about growing up without a lot of means. How your mom had multiple jobs and then yeah. even more jobs in order for you to have the singing lessons and the dancing lessons and everything that you've had. And you've made jokes in the course of this conversation about needing to pay your bills. But still, I mean, you must have access to things that you just couldn't even imagine growing up. And I wonder yes. what having means, how that has changed your life, what you have now that as a kid would have been I'm gonna, unfathomable. And not even as a kid. I'm going to tell you something that happened this year. You know that for the longest time, I always followed the girls on Instagram. They were bougie. Like, bougie are the ones that wear, like, the Louboutins and, like, the Gucci and the Chanel's and everything. And and the ones that do the duck lip and everything on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to be like her. I want to have those things. And I would always buy my bootlegs. I always admit it. I would buy my little $100 bootleg purse, okay? And the little bootleg um, Gucci that the the G is is all together. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know? I would do it because I really wanted to fit in, and I and I know that this industry has these high expectations that celebrities are supposed to wear and have the most expensive things and luxurious cars and jewelry and all this stuff. And even now that I can afford it, I don't buy it because I still have a, a poor girl mentality. But when I was able to finally go to the Gucci store 
and buy a real Gucci bag. <gasps> I was like, oh my God, I made it. That's it. Listen, I have treasured that purse. I don't even want to like put it down. Like the purse walks in first and then I do. <laughs> so it was just little details like that. Um, Financially, you know, things were really bad at some point and then I got up again because I then I got my first hit and then I went down again and it's been a roller coaster because this lifestyle is is like that so financially you know I still conserve my money like I'm poor I still try my best not to spend a lot of money you know I do accept gifts if you want to give me gifts damelo pero for me to go out there I you know my mom was still working till the other day Unfortunately, she got a second degree burn in her hand really, really, really bad. She's still healing now. And I don't want her to go back to work, you know, because I can afford to take care of her. And it's really hard for her because she's such a, you know, hardworking woman that she feels uncomfortable not working. But I want to be able to take care of her, even if it means I have to work harder. That's fine because she did it for me. So I think it's time that I do it for her. I love that your mom's here today. Yeah, my mom is with me all the time. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. She's my shadow. No, she's more like my guardian angel. There you go. You're a lot of things, right? Like, there are a lot of talents that you have. Mm -hmm. I think that complicates things for people. Like, that people don't know whether to embrace you as an entertainer or as a musician. Right. What do you do with that? Whoever feels that sometimes it can be complicated for them, then uncomplicate yourself. Because, like I say, you know, you this is how you really have to think about it. And this is a mentality of people that are meant to be great. And meant to be great just means great in their life. You know, it, it, like I say, everybody has different standards of what great is. But we all know when we're born, but we don't know when we're going to die. You don't necessarily have to die of age. You can step out right now, get in a car accident, God forbid, and just die. And that was the end of you. I refuse to let people stick me in a box or limit my talent because they're not ready for it or because they may not understand it. It's my life and, and I will explore every single bit and piece of me. I just want to reflect back at you what I'm seeing, which is you walk in, you're such a normal girl with your mom. People ask you if you want to. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'm not particular. And we get in here and you're on your phone and you clearly have a lot to do. And yet when I need you to be on, whoo, you turn on. Yes. Always. That's got to be exhausting. It could be 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. I could be sleeping. I'm going to wake up. We have to, And we're back. How you doing? <laughs> so, like, do you ever just get to, like, be you then? The thing is that this is me. or this It's a version. But it's, it's like become me. It's, yes. Yeah, it's become me. I don't know how to turn it off. And when I do have it off, it can all because I'm kind of, I talk with my hands and I'm loud and, uh, and I make this all the time. It just so happens to be that I've been able to kind of figure out a way how to, you know, adjust it for certain situations. But this is me all the time. Either I'm too hype or too mellow. And whenever I'm mellow, everybody's like, are you okay? What's wrong? I'm like, I'm just, I'm calm today. I'm chilling. Here's my last question for you. Yes. When will you feel like you've made it? Ooh, that is a good question. Ooh, you got me on that one. I have to think about that. When would I feel that I've made it? You know, 
ever since I was little, I've practiced my my speech for when I win a Grammy or a Billboard or all those things. As I've gotten older, I have new goals, so it's kind of hard to say. But as long as I die in my mind saying I made a difference, my life mattered. People remember me. I, I worked and I made an impact in people's life. Then I would say I made it. Thanks so much. Oh, no, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Latina to Latina was originally co-created with Bustle. Now the podcast is executive produced by Juleka Lentigua-Williams and me. Sound edited by Aluakemi Aladasui. Email us at hola at latinatolatina.com. Send us ideas for guests or talk to us about what's on your mind right now. Remember to subscribe or follow us on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening. And please leave a review. We love hearing from you. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you.